The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Everybody, welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is 3:59 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, March 16th. We are counting down the seconds until the NFL New Year begins. I need a um, breach. I need a I need an actual second clock. I don't have mine's not a uh, mine's not working. It's four o'clock. Happy New Year! Brinson literally drinking at three, four o'clock p.m. Eastern it's on a Wednesday. It's like Classic a, Brinson. It's like a sip of nice whiskey. I thought we'd celebrate the New Year. Ring it in, baby! New Year has begun. You won't believe this, but I hate New Year. <laughs> that is the least surprising thing I've ever heard. By the way, um, look at my new coffee mug, suckers. Oh, look at that! My man, Chris Allen, delivers. Thank you, Chris. Chris, uh, Chris is the man. Chris lives. He uh, is unbelievably awesome. He also sent me a note that I think I can read on air. <laughs> Wait, you uh, did he? Is it? Do you know what he sent me? Hopefully, hair plugs. Let me read the note before you tell the story about you, Ryan. Sorry, this took so long, Chris. P.S. Please don't mock Kenny Pickett to the Panthers. I don't take <laughs> I don't take bribes, but now I take bribes. So if anyone doesn't want me to do a mock draft that they hate. Just send me a coffee mug. Thank you know you, what? Um, you know he said. So he, Chris sent me. Chris works at Chris work, uh, works at New Belgium. He sent me a uh, some some beer, some of their new beer, and a note. There was a handwritten note in there that said, "Hope you can enjoy this while watching NC State play in the CBI." Oh wait, did they even make it there? Oh, a pie down hard. Brutal, man. No, they didn't even make the CBI. No, he's telling Set. the truth. Also, I saw one of your little prospects just leaving too. The transfer portal sucks. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're toasting in basketball. Uh, anyway, yeah. nobody cares about NC State basketball. It is also happy league New Year to Julio Jones, who's about to get cut. Hey, oh. is ESPN. Oh. Okay. Uh, that's, there's that's a lot fun, happening. Right? So the Broncos officially have now traded for Russell Wilson. Obviously, we knew that was going to happen at 403. They're going to have a press conference with him. The, um, like, as, as, Breach points out the Titans are planning on releasing Julio Jones. And it sounds like the Deshaun Watson trade is going to happen soon. As yeah. in <laughs> what? You just we've been saying that for days. <laughs> no, but Jay Jay Glazer, who's as plugged in as it gets and knows, I mean, like he like the team's involved, he knows these guys. And he's and he is reporting that I believe the exact quote was. Tonight or does that involved in Deshaun Watson trade believe talks teams involved in Deshaun Watson trade talks believe an answer is coming perhaps as early as today slash tonight. So hit that like button if you're in the chat and make sure to hit the uh, subscribe and hit the alert button so you'll know when we go live for Deshaun Watson emergency podcast when that happens uh sometimes in the next I mean we would assume 12 to 24 hours. It would be freaking fantastic. If the teams involved could get down to business and trade Deshaun Watson before March Madness, because nobody wants to sit, spend their time like Tom Brady already ruined the brackets. Deshaun Watson doesn't need to ruin March Madness. So get down to bit. Let's get let's get going on it. Down um, to business. Bounce. Of course, Brinson, 
wants Wright State's game ruined tonight. You know, there's some Wright State fans on this podcast, Princeton. They're playing tonight. Why do you want Deshaun to ruin oh, that? I, I got a bet on that game. I bet Bryant. Hashtag for the culture. Breach, if you went to college, you would have gone to wrong state. Oh! oh! Um, That's so, funny. <laughs> my brother yeah. actually went to Wright State. Congratulations. Uh, and he's offended by your statement. Yeah, I don't think he cares. <laughs> he doesn't. 100% not. Uh, just talk to him right now. He is. Reminder. Also, if you are listening or watching, we want you to compete with us in a bracket challenge game. I'll be in there. Wilson will be in there. Breach will be in there. And we want you as well. Join us at cbssports.com slash pick six brackets. Go do it right now. Join. There's a link in the chat. There's a link in the episode description if you're listening on your phone and not watching on YouTube. Um, and the winner is going to win a $100 gift card to Paramount Plus. Tons of great stuff on Paramount Plus. Champions League, CONCACAF. Um, you can watch March Madness. You can watch NFL Syria. games. You can watch the new Scream. Siri Eyes on there. Um, tons of stuff. By the way, uh, I encourage everyone to join that bracket because I, I did it this afternoon. And uh, I don't even, I can't remember because I haven't watched college basketball in about four years. I have to go back and look. I didn't pick chalk. I did every random team. I had a couple of random 11 seeds winning or whatever. Wilson, Wilson is just like the. Also, the lady like, who works in your office. I'm like, so no, I'm like the octopus that they do at the zoo where he picks the picks, but I'm worse. So anyway, hey, you know what? Hold on, well. Breach. Hold on, Breach. Let me finish, well. Breach. Thank I you. I love that octopus. Very rude to interrupt. My point is that if anyone who joins this bracket beats me or cannot beat me, then we then they should have to pay us 100 bucks to watch Paramount Plus because I am truly and utterly terrible. If you want to feel better about yourself, join this bracket because there's no way no way I'm going to win. Go ahead. Breach. Why wouldn't you just steal the octopus's picks if the octopus is so good? Uh, you know, what's funny is that I joked earlier this week about what would happen if I won the pool. Well, one of our listeners, Tim Holsinger, uh, pointed out that Debo actually won the pool last year. Did we all forget this? I don't know what happened. Uh, really? Smoked everybody. Smoked Debo everybody. Won. And no. Tim, Tim pointed out that Debo did not get the gift card because Tim won the gift card. He finished oh. in second place. Uh, so actually, you might not even have to win the pool to get the gift card because if one of us wins, the second place person wins. That's a, a selfless act by me. And Very selfless. I, You're the Paramount Plus podcast, Debo. Anybody that knows me, greatest streaming app out there. It's a great prize. But Brinson, I feel like we're at the point where you have to throw something else in there for the winner. Um, why do I have to do that? You just do the NC State helmet. Um. Uh, okay, because uh, it appears that the the uh, early edge crew is giving away. They're fronting their own their own stuff. They will. Do, are they doing your laundry for a week? Is that the winning? <laughs> they will come to your house and do your laundry. You get a hundred dollars cash from Mike McClure. Sheesh. <laughs> we ain't got Mike McClure money. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll give you ten bucks. <laughs> Dollar three fifty. Um. The uh, anyway, sorry, I'm trying to tweet out this link. Um, free agency, say something, Wilson. Oh, yeah. If uh, so, Mike McClure's giving away 100 bucks, maybe. Um, what do you think? Breach Brinsky give away one of his little uh bags that he puts his wigs in when he puts them in the washing machine. There's something hair related, <laughs> spell uh, his name out in hair. Oh, come on, Ugh, that's what a serial killer thing to say. What? That sounds like something Brinsky would do. <laughs> it sounds like anything anybody would do. What well, what, one person it sounds like. Yeah, right, right. That sounds like something Breach would do, maybe. Um, okay, so uh, a notable today, Chandler Jones, three-year deal, $17 million, give or take, I believe, is the number uh, reported that he signed for. And that's a pretty uh, pretty big get for the well, – uh, Couple for things old, for the old Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas. Uh, a couple Las Vegas things. I'll, I'll never be able to stop doing that. No. Someday you'll get it correct. I mean, I had a swear jar for calling the Washington team the Washington team. You're like three years behind on on Oakland. Uh, Vegas has been there forever too. But the uh, word, I don't know if it's happened yet. But the word on the street is that they're going to trade Danik and Gakway to the Colts, and Rocky Asin is going to be part of that trade as well. So they're shoring up the defense, I guess. I mean, Chandler Jones is upgrade over Yannick, I think. Uh, they cut Max Crosby as well. No, no, no. They cut Carl Nassib. Carl they Nassib. Gave God, Matt that would Crosby be a $100 million extension. <laughs> Wrong white guy. Sorry. <laughs> that would be something that they cut. They cut yeah, that would be a bad thing if they cut. I'm uh, just going to correct because we'll have comments. Nassib. Nassib? <laughs> that was, yeah. Max Crosby's the absolute wrong name. Nassib is a mispronunciation of Carl Nassib. Yeah. And that the, uh, the Julio Jones uh, release, by the way, will be designated a post June 
one uh, uh, cut. So they will, uh, the Titans will save. Mm, Not a whole lot. $8.4 million on the salary. Oh, no, they'll carry an $8.4 million cap hit and they'll save $11.513 million in 2020. All right, before looking, if you know it, then it's not, I, I could remember. Do you know what the Titans gave up for Julio Jones last year? Second round pick. Two draft picks, but I don't remember which ones. Second it was definitely pick. a second round pick. I don't know what the other one was. So second round pick for what felt like, did he have 40 catches? I don't know if he had 40 catches. It was uh, a, he didn't have a, he, well, had he was a, injured a lot of the season. It was very little production. Well, I knew he was injured. That's sort of my point with the 40 catches part. Second 31 catches for yeah. 434 yards and <laughs> one touchdown. That was a disastrous trade. Not a them. great trade. And you already had A.J. Brown on the roster. Why are you getting another A.J. Brown? Hindsight. I get Well, it. I mean, A.J. Brown did go down for a while. Uh, by the way, if you're in the chat, if you're watching live, smash that like button. Do we have any Brinson Sucks hats to give away, Debo? We have a good way. Do we give them all away? I promised one on Twitter uh, for in addition to the Paramount Plus gift card. I promised one Brinson Sucks hat. Um, oh, for the bracket. Yeah, join the bracket. There's a link in the chat. Uh, Debo put it in there from the Pick Six account. Um, okay, so let's get down. We're to mass produce these Brinson sucks hats. <laughs> uh, well, that's fine. Let's get down to time. some more business. Von Miller, I, I swear, my wife is just unbelievable. Like I, I told her the podcast is going live at four o'clock. She starts texting me like Instagram links at, at four o nine. It's unbelievable. Um, I'm trying to look, make sure we don't miss anything, any news that comes across because, you know, we could have the Deshaun Watson stuff pop at any moment. Um, Chandler Rich Jones. Is, Rich is on it. He'll know. So, oh yeah. So, and we'll get back. We'll circle back on Chandler Jones in a second because I want to talk about the AFC West as a whole. Um, uh, <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett just dropped an S-bomb in his first few words during the Russell Wilson press conference. He said, Wow. Come on, y'all. Holy cow. Russell Wilson. Holy bleep. That's fun. Um, Von Miller, according to a report from Ian Rappaport of NFL Media, is expected to go back to the Rams. There was buzz earlier in the week that he might land with the Cowboys after they lost Randy Gregory to the Broncos. They didn't lose uh, him. They knew where he went. Right, 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 right. Oh, the Bears have released Danny Trevathan. All right, just focus, focus, focus. Okay, I'm just ripping off the news as it comes through. Yeah. Uh, but at the Von Miller uh, front, it was uh, – Jane Slater of NFL Media reported on um, whatever today is, Wednesday morning, that the Cowboys just had sort of come to the conclusion they weren't going to be able to offer as much for Von as the Rams were. And so that's why that's fallen through. Man, that's a big deal, especially when you factor in how – like the fact that you know, as 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 we learned on All Things Covered, the All Things Covered podcast with Patrick Peterson and our, our pal Bryant McFadden, a part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, that Demarcus Lawrence was insulted when the Cowboys offered him one year $10 million. He said he was like, go ahead and cut me because I'm out of here if you're trying to do that. He eventually took three years, $30 million because he wanted to stay in Dallas. I mean, if they'd botched the Von Miller, I mean, if they'd botched the Marcus Lawrence thing and lost Randy Gregory, the Cowboys would be in big, big trouble. Yeah, that's Andy Dalton money, number one. One year, 10 million. I mean, that's that is disrespectful on a number of levels. But the thing is, like Dan Quinn's still there. He didn't go anywhere. So that helps, but you can't feel the defense without players. So um I don't know what plan C is now. Fine Miller's indeed going to resign in in Denver. And uh, Vaughn actually told Los Angeles, Los Angeles, sorry. And and then that Randy Gregory ended up in Denver because of the little clause there. So I don't know what, what plan C is in terms of edge rushers draft. I suppose um, Vaughn Miller told CBS sports NFL insider, Josina Anderson. Of course we do the Thursday podcast during the season with Josina on this very feed. Uh, as you've, if you've watched the show, you know that Josina has multiple phones and she just tweeted out Vaughn Miller to me on the phone while on vacation regarding his football future. I want to figure it out with the Rams first and foremost because they've been real good to me. On the slim chance that can't happen, then I'll explore all my options. So, since she did not just tweet that out, she tweeted that out on March 9th, last yeah. Wednesday. Uh, and I, I dropped that in, in there. Uh, if you keep reading, you'll yes, see that. If, instead of stealing the quotes I dropped in Slack <laughs> and let me uh, contextualize them, uh, I was going to say that he made this quote last Wednesday. And then we heard all this oh, he might go the Cowboys, he might go the Broncos, when really nothing's changed. And it's pretty clear that his first choice is to go to the Rams. And if they offer him enough money, that's where he's going to go. Thank you, Breach, for 
misleading, very classic breach, misleading tweets in Slack instead of just reading the tweet on the podcast and talking about it when it was your turn to talk. Just so we're clear for people who are listening, Slack is sort of an inner office Everybody messaging system, number is, one. Man. Number two, and here's exactly what Breach horrible. Here's what Breach said right underneath the, the tweet. That's from last Wednesday, so nothing changed even with a bunch of rumors coming out this week. Maybe this Brenton ignored my follow-up Slack comments. Maybe it's in a white font on Brenton's Slack, so he couldn't see it. <laughs> All right, so we mentioned the Deshaun Watson thing. That's going to be coming. It it said there are four suitors for Deshaun Watson. It's they've narrowed it down. Um, we have Carolina Panthers who have been pursuing Deshaun Watson for quite some time now. We have the. They feel like they're trending down. By the way, they do feel like they've lost ground. Uh, I, I some people people got mad at me because I said that when they they signed Dante Foreman, right? Which is just I mean it's not like that big of a signing, but the thing about Dante Foreman is he was in he was drafted the same year as Deshaun Watson by the Houston Texans. It felt like Deshaun met with the Panthers and he's like, you know, I, I just don't know if I'm like as comfortable with the roster. And they're like, I know what we'll do. We'll get a backup running back. That, like, You're the king of conspiracy theories. More than even Breach, which is saying something. That feels like something David Tepper would do, though. I mean, Dante Foreman's pretty good. He had a good year last year. Yeah, he's a good backup to Christian McCaffrey. Good, a nice compliment to Christian McCaffrey, actually. Yeah. Um, that's right. All right, who's so, next? So we're down to Panthers, the Saints. Saints, Saints flatlining, I think, or have been sort of even the whole time. The Cleveland Browns, who met with Deshaun Watson today. Slight incline. Just the fact they're able to get a meeting says something. Um, and we'll get to Cleveland's quarterback in just a second. And then the Atlanta Falcons, who are... What, on a rocket ship, apparently. <laughs> just snuck in at the last second and kind of... And by the way, hold on this. I I will admit that I was apparently I don't know how math works. I, yesterday's podcast, I was like, this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Blank and Arthur Smith gave me a hold my beer reference. Yeah. Um. This uh, I I found out today. Uh-huh. What? Own it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it was already been reported by Josh Kendall at the state, but I hadn't. Nobody had really noticed it. Um. I tweeted it, and then I think it picked up steam. Like uh, the Ari at PFF tweeted it out as well. But yes. Matt Ryan's contract, the restructure that was widely reported last week, has not actually gone through, which is a huge deal because it saves the, the Falcons if they and they have. Um, I believe Chris Mortensen reported this. Uh, maybe Schefter tweeted it out, but the Falcons have been have told Matt Ryan that they are looking into Deshaun Watson. And that they are, and they're they're keeping the lines of communication open, and so that's where I so sort of like there's going to be this quick domino thing that happens after Watson ends up going somewhere because you have Matt Ryan, you have Baker, and you have Jimmy G, these you know fairly high profile quarterbacks, uh, all in this sort of holding pattern, and we don't know where they're going to go until that all breaks down. Anyway, um, so we have the Browns and then the Falcons. The Falcons, as we pointed out, like, so here's the thing. We don't know. We we know that each of the four teams went to the Texans with their best offer, right? And that they said, all right, here's what we can give you for Deshaun Watson. Then at the same time, Watson met with all four teams. He's going to come back and, the, and, the, and Watson and his reps and the Texans are going to huddle up. And, and this is the part we don't know. Is, are they going to huddle up and break down um, sort of like – all the possibilities or is Deshaun going to show up and be like, Hey, um, you know, here are the teams I'm, I'm willing to, I'm willing to go to. And then the, then the Texans pick the best possible you know, package in return. Or is Deshaun going to show up and say, this is the only team I want to go to. And the Texans are like, okay, well, well, you know, their package is pretty good. We'll take it. Like, like, how do you think that plays out? Wilson? I think JJ said this, Jonathan Jones said this on HQ a couple days ago. Uh, Deshaun has all the leverage. I mean, the only players that have leverage in the NFL are primetime quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, now Deshaun Watson. Russ Wilson had some leverage, clearly. Tom Brady, to an extent, although we're now finding out that he really didn't want to be in Tampa Bay, um, and he's still there, so we'll see how that plays out. But again, uh, a wide receiver doesn't have leverage, a running back doesn't have leverage, an edge rusher doesn't have leverage, so on and so forth. So here's the thing. He can go wherever he wants to go, and the, the Texans may have to eat some of what they were hoping to get in return uh, by way of compensation. I still don't understand why, like on paper, the Browns is the best landing spot. I get the weather and I get the division. I don't know how many more wins. Actually, I do know because our buddy Stephen O 
sent it out. So let's look at it. Okay. Okay. So let's go through this. How many more wins do you think uh, Deshaun Watson gives the Falcons, assuming Matt Ryan is the quarterback if Deshaun isn't? So um, I'll give you the baseline. Matt okay, Ryan so, next year. Okay, so oh, Watson versus Ryan. Yeah, so next year, well, this upcoming season, Matt Ryan starts. Stephen and got sports line did the simulations. 5.9 wins with Matt Ryan in Atlanta. How many does, does Deshaun give him? 7.4. Wait, what was Matt Ryan? 5.9. Oh, eight. 8.1. Wow. Did this that is uh, an insane ima- number of, like, insane. I'm, I I mean, Stephen O is, he's a math guy. He knows what's going on, but I just don't know about all the other moving pieces with the salary cap and all the other stuff. I don't know. If he's just subbing out Matt Ryan for Deshaun Watson, I get it, but I, I'm assuming there are going to be some other hits that uh, that team's going to take because of salary cap reasons. We'll find out. But anyway, that's, that's the baseline. So the Saints, whoever the quarterback is, uh, Joe Smith, 8.9 wins with the Saints right now, which is kind of insanely high. But what do you think Deshaun does for the Saints? 8.9 to what? Brinson. Deshaun to the Saints. They were wait, the Saints were 8.9 before. With uh, we don't Joe Smith is a quarterback. Joe Schmo, whoever you're gonna call him. I mean 12.3. Breach. Uh 8.9 to 10. 11.1. Oh. So split the difference Brinson on that one. Wait, so he <laughs> only ra- that seems weird to me that he raises the Falcons. Well, I think maybe maybe is- it's the same. Is it about the same or am I? It's two games there, and it's um, it's a two and change in Atlanta, and then two, um, and then, yeah, it's it's about okay. two. Okay, so he's worth he's worth, isn't that so? That isn't that weird that he is worth more to he's like a better above Matt Ryan, like he like that's a real insult to Matt Ryan. Well, again, there's nothing going on in that. Team. That's my that well the point. Yeah, I, mean, I, guess, I, mean, I guess maybe he's the team. So one uh, more thing, uh, Sam Darnold, if he's a starter, God help us all in Carolina. They're at five point eight. One tenth of a win less than Matt Ryan, by the way. Five point eight. What did Deshaun Watson get them to, Brinson? Uh, sorry, I said again. I was laughing. Five point eight with Sam Darnold. Okay. Um, eight point nine. I'll go eight. Nine point one. Wow. Brinson wins in a. Uh, I mean, Stephen Erdes just showed that to David Tepper, and then it's just take all of our picks. So the that. the bigger takeaway that I was getting to is that. I don't know why you would want to go to Carolina or Atlanta based on everything else around them, which is not a whole lot, and why you just wouldn't go to New Orleans or Cleveland. But I get there are other mitigating factors closer to home. Maybe you're more comfortable in one of those cities. I get all that. So we'll we'll see where it ends up. And it does feel like right now Atlanta, based on media momentum and nothing else, is feels like the favorite. Well, and let's not forget, too, that with, you know, like it, it all depends. Like what is the – what does Desha- what what do these teams try to sell Deshaun on? You know, when they met with him privately, you know, they're like, look, here's how you'll work on our offense. You know, is Tepper like, look, we have Matt Rule. I mean, hey, Matt, could you step out of the room for a few minutes? He's like, listen, you need this guy gone. You want this guy fi- like finished off? We've got you covered. Um, yeah, so I think that that like the selling point is is how you would kind of get to the Falcons or the Panthers and the geographical location and proximity to home. I mean, you're basically going to have if, if he goes to Carolina. It's going to be this entire stadium is going to be jam full of Clemson fans every week. You know, like a bunch more Clemson fans will convert to being Panthers fans if they aren't already because of Watson being on that team. And you, you have trouble selling out the stadium, though. I mean, when they suck, it's it sold out. Uh, you guys were talking about how this is all going to happen. I think the Texans wanted to, Deshaun had to pick these four teams. This isn't like Deshaun said, you know, the Texans don't want to be cornered to where hey, this is one team and it's got to be this team you've got to make a deal with. And I think they basically decided that, hey, these are the four teams that Deshaun has approved and that's why he met with all four teams. So I think he was would wave his, obviously wave his no trade clause for any of these four teams. And so I think for if you're the Texans, well, I, you're going to take the best offer on the table. I would, I would push back on that just a little bit if only that um... – I think he could come out of these meetings and say, you know what? I didn't like what Cleveland had to sell. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to wave my no trade clause for this. Well, but I would I, say the flip side of that is that I don't think he has all the leverage because if the Browns offer one first round pick and the Panthers offer three first round picks, there's no way the Texans are going to pull off a trade with right. the Browns, even if Deshaun wants to go to Cleveland. Yeah, I, I agree with so that. So there is, I do think there's going to be some negotiation between the Texans and Deshaun about where he ends up. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. I do. I do think if if they come back and he's like, "Look, Atlanta can offer us two firsts and two seconds 
they won't give us Kyle Pitts. And Deshaun's like, yeah, I told him not to give you Kyle Pitts. <laughs> they keep Kyle Pitts on the team. Um, and and then they're like, the Panthers are offering us three first, Derek Brown and Bryant Burns. Like, we can't send you to Atlanta, you know, knowing what that is. And, and then it becomes like, Deshaun's like, okay, I mean, I'm sort of fine with Carolina, but not really. I think that part will be tricky. Like, if he comes back, he's like, I will not wave my name. I think his agent will probably be pretty firm about their preferences, but maybe offer one or two teams, right? I mean, you can't come back and just be like, here's the only team of those four that I'm willing to go to. That would be crazy. Unless, unless it was the Falcons or, you know, as, as Jim Trotter of, of NFL media pointed out earlier in the day, like, or if San Francisco somehow got involved and they're, you know, he's like, look, I don't care. They don't have any picks. The only place I'll wave my no trade clause to is, is San Francisco. I mean, that's getting that no trade clause in that, in that contract is, now looking extremely massive. Yeah, otherwise they ship them off to don't even know where. All right, so the CFL final predictions because this is probably the last time we'll podcast until the emergency podcast for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, I bet, I bet. All right, give me the team and the time, Wilson. The time, like what? At, at, when? When does this deal go down? And who ends up acquiring Watson? Browns, eleven p.m. Wednesday night. Eastern time. AKA hell. Yeah. That's why I did the, ugh, not because of Deshaun Watson trade. I think that'll be interesting, but uh, uh, I'm going to go outside the box and go with the Browns. That's the dark horse. You know what? The Browns actually play the Texans in 2022. Interesting. Maybe that will keep yeah, you. Definitely factors into Deshaun's. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Like I think Deshaun will look at the schedule and be like, I can go back and extract vengeance. on hundred percent. He's not looking at, the but schedule. also the Texans yeah. will look at the schedule. Like, yeah, we don't, to see Deshaun this year, so we're gonna not ship him to Cleveland. Um, you know what? Yesterday I said the Panthers, now I'm flipping my answer. Uh, my second, Prince is giving me a face. I'm, I'm gonna go second, so you can't steal what? No, yeah. you I'm can't steal my answer. All right, uh, leave us, uh, leave us your prediction in the comments on YouTube for who who gets Deshaun Watson, and you can add the time on there too. I'm gonna say, see what time would annoy my wife the most. I will say 7.43. I don't know if that's enough time to huddle up with the Texans. I'm going to say 8.55 p.m. in the Falcons. All right, Breach. It's just straight up stealing from me. I mean, nah, you knew I was going to go to Falcons, too. I could see it in your eyes when you started talking. Well, well Breach made a mistake by asking you. You just got to <laughs> scream it out loud, Breach. Uh, yesterday, I said I felt like the Browns were the wild card, and I feel like that is where Deshaun probably wants to go, except the Texans don't want to send him to the AFC. And so the Browns are going to have to. But here's the thing, Breach. He has a no trade clause, so he can just sit there and say, okay. I said right. one year. And the Texans said you said you were going to approve each of these four teams, and the the Falcons are giving us the best deal, so we're sending you to Atlanta. And uh, if you're going to be pout about it, then you know what? You just sit on the bench for another season, buddy. I I think they said they weren't going to be willing to do that. I was going to say they're the losers. There, like I yeah, said, they, that, I think Sean has a leverage. I think he it's doesn't have told. all the leverage. He has ninety five percent. Okay, I'll agree with that. <laughs> I think it's, I think leverage. it's been told to told to the Texans. I think Nick Casario has been informed that ownership is tired of the questions and that and that they are tired of and in or maybe informed to Easterby or whoever, they're tired of the questions about the quarterback and they're tired of paying money for a guy who's sitting on the bench generating nothing but bad press. All right. So Brenton, you have the Falcons. Wilson has the Browns. I'm gonna say at nine forty-one PM Eastern Daylight Time. Deshaun Watson, which maybe will stick around forever, uh, gets traded to. I'm sticking with my answer because Brent is told I'm going with the Panthers. I'm going to say David Tepper got on the phone and said, we'll give you whatever you want, Deshaun. I will write you a blank check that the NFL doesn't even know about. Uh, I want you in Carolina, and I want you to be the star of this franchise for years to come. And I'm one of the richest owners in the league, and your wish is my command. Uh, By the way. um, So I think the Panthers. Okay. Uh, Nick Gann in the comments asked, uh, can somebody tell me what, uh, w- tell me when teams must be under the salary cap. Uh, everybody had to be under the salary cap at 4 p.m. Eastern when the new league year starts. Um, you know, I don't even, I'm not even sure what the penalty is if you're not under the salary cap. What happens? A hundred lashes. I, I think it's no a idea. classic, uh, like if you violate 
practice rules or whatever. You, the fines, you can get yeah. you can get fined. You can get doc draft picks. It's probably yeah. depending on how egregious the violation is. Like if you're forty million dollars over, they <laughs> might say, "All right, you lose your first round pick." But if you're five hundred thousand dollars over, it's all right. You get a five hundred thousand dollar fine. Um, but you know what? I don't think that has happened since ever. Like I can't even remember a team ever not being compliant. I, I know, I know. And you know um, the thing oh. is. Matt Ryan has that $47 million cap hit. I know these for violating or circumventing the cap regulations include fines of up to $5 million for each violation, cancellation of contracts, and or loss of draft picks. I'll get your attention. Yeah, so in other words, they could, like, you know, if the Texans were over the salary cap, they're like, we're, we are canceling Deshaun Watson's contract, and he's a free agent, like, you know, or however they want to do it. So that's kind of that's kind of spicy. Um. Ooh, Trent Brown scheduled to visit with the Seahawks. Oh, there's one more uh, question I wanted to get to. Oh, uh, uh, Pokey asked in the in the comments question about Watson. Can he decide the only team he wants to tell Houston? And I'm only waving my claws. Yeah, I mean that's what we sort of talked about that. Um, I, yes, he could do that, and he could work with the team that he's being traded to, and I'm sure he would be telling them that. Um, but I, I do think the Texans are going to you know, extract a fairly high price from whoever they're, they're going. Like they're not going to, they're not going to give up Watson for a first and two seconds just because he's only, he's only refusing. Russell Wilson. Right. That's, and that's if Watson says, I only want to play for the Browns and the Browns are only offering three second round picks. The Texans aren't making that trade. Like, yeah, but the Browns aren't going to do that. Well, I'm just saying that means that Watson doesn't have all the leverage. They're going to have to get a respectable deal from the team. Watson wants to go to. Yeah, but uh, I don't Liam, think Liam, that, actually, Liam Russell asked, "Was what are the repercussions?" We got to that. Um, but the Browns wouldn't agree to a deal, or the Texans wouldn't agree to let the Browns meet on a deal if there weren't some weren't some framework of of a compensation in place. I think that's been reported. That's right. Uh, okay, keep up. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we have breaking news on a premier pass rusher signing in free agency, and neither of you two are going to like it. Next. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Zadarius Smith is signing with the Ravens. Signing back with the Ravens, his, his original Ooh. team. After being released by the Packers, he got a four-year, $35 million deal per Adam Schefter that can go up to $50 million. That is a pretty big, uh, pretty big grab by the Baltimore Ravens, who have now added, um, oh God, Marcus Williams. Thank you, Marcus Williams, the safety, and Zadarius Smith. That should improve the Morgan defense. Moses. Morgan, yep, but not really going to help their defense. But yes, Morgan Moses. That should help the the Ravens' defense. Um, where are you guys at as it relates to the AFC North? And this can sort of segue into a Baker Mayfield conversation because the Browns clearly, you know, like, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's do this in two different ways. Let's do it with, as Ryan gazes off at champions league, new league, you're just watching soccer. Um, I'm just waiting for you to finish your thought. How do you think the AFC North shakes out if Deshaun Watson's on the Browns? And how do you think it shakes out if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the Browns? Oh, God. <laughs> Exactly. That's the exact right response. Brief. Well, I mean, they're two. I mean, I'm just saying. All right. So here's here's the latest on Baker Mayfield. To just to set the stage, because um, we had uh, you know, we we heard from Chris Mortensen on ESPN on Wednesday afternoon. He got on there and he said that the Browns and Baker Mayfield. He was he was referring to Diana Rossini. He was like, as Diana said, 
He's like the Browns and Baker quote, they're breaking up regardless in regardless of Deshaun Watson. Uh, and then he said the Browns quote, want an adult at quarterback. Ouch. And then said, Jimmy Garoppolo is one I would not ignore for Cleveland. So mapping out those two different. And again, this is sort of how the dominoes are going to work. Deshaun Watson has to be traded before Matt Ryan could like the Colts are not going to make a quarterback move until Deshaun Watson's traded because they may go after Baker. They may go after Matt Ryan. They may go after Jimmy Garoppolo remains to be seen. If you're the Colts, you are praying that Deshaun Watson is traded to the Falcons because Matt Ryan hey. seems like your best option. I don't hate the idea of Baker on the Colts. Like, I, I, I don't think, I think like, Baker's a bad idea. I don't think Garoppolo's horrible. But Matt Ryan's horrible. I, I like Baker the best of the Colts, actually. Ooh, I like Matt Ryan the best there. All right, well, let's, we'll, we'll get to the Colts in a second. Um, actually, I guess we can do it now, and then we'll get no, back we're to the question. Yeah, we can talk about the Browns. Okay, all right, so how would you rate rank rank the four AFC North teams with Deshaun Watson on the Browns and then rank them with Jimmy Garoppolo on the Browns? Well, if Jimmy Garoppolo's on the Browns, they're going to finish in last place. Okay, that's fine. Because as we sit here, according to, again, I'm referring to Stephen O's numbers, the Browns are predicted to finish in last place by a full game, by the way, with Baker Mayfield. I think we can all agree, is Baker... Uh, he's an upgrade over Jimmy G. Does anyone disagree with that in Cleveland? A mm, uh, healthy like Baker. That maybe it's a lateral move. I don't. I'm not going to say that Baker's an upgrade. I think I, I think Jimmy G. It's has a tiny no, upgrade, if anything. If I anything, Jim, I think Jimmy G. has no chance last year on that team. Baker. I think, I think Jimmy G. is better on the Browns than Baker was last year, especially if assuming he's healthy. You know, Baker banged up was a disaster. Um, I think. I mean, anyway. Rate, rate, you know, rank your teams. They're in last place with with um, okay. Jimmy G because they're in last place with Baker, according to Stephen O. Okay, and and with Watson, interestingly, they only. The, I will say this: the AFC North is extremely tight in terms Stacked. of predicted wins. Like they're oh, all. Did Stephen O send that out too? Good. Yeah, they're like the the Ravens are predicted to finish in first place with either nine point eight or nine point seven wins, depending Steve, on who. Stephen O, friend of the show, great dude, noted Ravens homer, like an like a, a <laughs> wide open Ravens homer, like he's not shy about it. Yeah, but this is just the math. I mean, it, honestly, the Ravens are nine point seven with Deshaun Watson as quarterback. The Bengals are next at nine point six. No, no, the Ravens nine point seven. Just listen, let me finish. Okay. The Bengals are right behind them at nine point six. Then the Browns are at nine point six as well with Deshaun Watson, and the Steelers are nine point five. And the, the numbers, the reason the numbers change, Brinson, is because when Baker's the, the quarterback, it messes up the percentages just a little bit. So you said the Ravens with Deshaun Watson is what, what I was saying. Oh, sorry. Right. Yeah. With Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, the Ravens are predicted to win 9.7. But they, they're all extremely tightly packed with Deshaun Watson in that division. I think Deshaun probably makes them the second, second or third best team. Maybe the time, by the time it shakes out, the Steelers are probably looking at last place with Deshaun Watson. And I think with Jimmy G that the Browns are last place. To answer your question concisely, Brinson. Thank you. Uh, I will say the Browns are last. Oh, oh, oh. Last place with Jimmy and third place with Deshaun. And, oh, and that, wow. that could be the one thing Deshaun Watson's thinking about with these trades is if I go to these, these NFC South teams, I have a great shot of making the playoffs. If I end up in the great. AFC North, I might be the third best team in that division because it's so stacked. So uh, that might uh, play a part in his decision of where he wants to go. I mean, the Browns could easily win the division. With with Deshaun, I don't think that would be shocking. Not I easily. Think, what does easily mean percentage wise to you? I mean thirty percent. Okay, no, I'll give you that. I mean, I just think like the Raven. If if the if the if they get Deshaun, I would have the Ravens, Bengals, and Browns pretty closely pretty closely clustered. Yeah, and then the Steelers a tier below them until we see what we're getting from Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, we know what we're getting. <laughs> if the Browns got Jimmy, I would have the Bengals and I would have, I still think Ravens are probably my first bet. Uh, then I would have the, and the Bengals are right there with him, but a little bit below them for me. Then I would have uh, a good tier down Steelers and Browns kind of clustered together because I think if the Browns stay healthy, they can do what St Kevin Stefanski wants to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like they did with Baker. I mean, you know, bootleg him out, have him, you know, throw on play action, run the ball a ton well, let me ask you this. Would you rather be on the Browns team with Deshaun Watson and, and potentially the good offensive line, the running game, the good defense, and they'll figure out the wide receiver position? They're going to cut Austin Hooper, too, we just found out. Or would you rather be on a Falcons team that's going to, you know, 70% chance to go to the playoffs and you get blown out 40-3 to in the playoffs because you're on a terrible football team? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I think I would rather be, if I were picking, 
I would I would pick the Falcons, I think, if I knew that Kyle Pitts wasn't getting traded. I would not pick the Panthers. I'll tell you Is there that. some conversation that he might? Well, we're I mean, what are they giving up? The, like, the Texans might want Kyle Pitts. What else do the Falcons have to offer? You well, look that's at the Falcons whole point. Why? Who do you want in Deshaun Watson trade? So the only reason to go to Atlanta if you're Deshaun Watson is because it's close to your house for 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 uh, commuting purposes is what we're saying. Um. So yeah, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, I just think I would rank them. I would be interested in the Saints. I, I mean, New Orleans is an awesome city. You, it's the chance of Sean Payton possibly coming back. You have a good, you know, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara around you. The Michael Thomas isn't coming back. You don't think so? It sounds like he's not. Okay. Well, then we throw are. him in the trade. Put him in the uh, the. Uh, there you go. That, the that's the trade. That's the smartest thing you've said all day, Breach. Thanks. I mean, I knew I would say something smart at some point. Uh, if remember I kept the, talking. The Texans said they want uh, young. They want players on their first contracts. They want young players on their first contracts in return. So, well, I, I, guess, I, I guess I want I, guess, I want hair. But guess what? Right. Um, I, I I think I just think I would. If I were ranking the NFC South teams, I'd probably say New Orleans and then Atlanta and then. Carolina pretty far. I just don't think Carolina's got like maybe Carolina. I mean, maybe Carolina is a playoff team. Atlanta or Carolina. So with Atlanta, you at least if you have Kyle Pitts there, you got some decent pieces on the offensive line. You know, you're mobile enough to to um to avoid, you know, a, a ton of pressure that like Matt Ryan gets hit with. You're gonna deal with probably next year not being very good because of the dead cap space with Matt Ryan, but you're probably gonna go out and re-sign Julio Jones. But like would you agree that whoever if Deshaun Watson ends up in the NFC South, whoever gets him is automatically the second best team in that division, no matter who it is. Yes. yes. So I mean that's actually, like I'm taking Deshaun and the Panthers over Jameis and the Saints. I think. I'm not. Actually, I take that back. I they're they're the third best team unless they go to New Orleans and then then they're possibly the first best team. The first best, Ooh. I just said. The first the best officially announced the Carson Wentz trade as if we haven't talked about that enough on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Deshaun going to Carolina or Atlanta even doesn't make them better than the Saints with Jameis. It doesn't, it definitely doesn't guarantee them a playoff spot, even in a weekend NFC. Um, So that will Deshaun watch will continue. Um, We covered Baker not to, uh, not to lean too long. Uh, I guess we should actually point out, you know, uh, so Carson Wentz officially traded the Colts now, as as we noted before, are sort of in this, the Colts and the Seahawks are in monitoring monitor, monitoring mode for how the dominoes fall here. Watson I think the Colts to- actually, sorry to interrupt you. I think the Colts are in a better spot. I feel like they're probably less stressed. The division stinks, and the Seahawks division doesn't stink. Seahawks are in a great division. No, they're in a tough division. That's they're what I mean. Great, great division. Yeah, like, yeah, like the, like you know. The, the Cardinals have had a rough run in free agency, losing Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, and, and Chandler Jones. But, you know, it's, you still got the Rams. 49ers, you know, have good odds and could be dangerous. Um, they're still rumored to get Tom Brady to Sean Watson somehow. Um, so, uh, with the Colts, I think yeah, – with the Colts, I think what we, we've got a, a trade coming either for Baker or Jimmy G, right? Doesn't that seem like the – or Matt Ryan. Like yes. I, think, I think that they. It sounds like Baker's going to be gone. Baker's gone anyway. So and right. it literally seems like the Colts are just waiting out this Deshaun Watson trade, and they're trying to see how the dominoes are going to fall because they've set everything up to bring in a good quarterback. They are not going to let one of their second or third string guys take over uh, and be the starter. They have the most cap space. They, they're ready to make a trade, and it's just a matter of hey. Who's going to be available? If if Deshaun Watson goes to the Browns, boom, Baker Mayfield's gone. If Deshaun goes to the Falcons, boom, Matt Ryan's gone. So let me uh, ask you this. And it feels like Jimmy Garoppolo's probably their second or third option, which is probably why we haven't seen a deal between the Colts and San Francisco. Well, the shoulder stuff too. I don't know. I I don't know what to read into that. But I think I think that's probably fair. Um, Mortensen said the thing about the Browns wanted a man in the locker room, whatever they said it, which is an idiotic thing to say out loud if you're the Browns telling someone that. It's just weird. I'm not a Baker guy, but it just seems like a weird yeah, thing to say about a grown man. But no, knowing that and knowing what you just came off of with Carson Wentz, are you a little hesitant if you're the Colts concerned about having someone who might not be mature based on some random, not random, but Chris Mortensen's report? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I, I think to a degree, but I think, I think the locker room likes Baker as always like Baker. I think the Colts, I think this is just sort of a, except for Duke Johnson. 
That's right. Duke Johnson tweeted a, a crash train emoji after because Baker threw him under the bus. All right, so put, let's we'll do this quick because this you know this deal will come and we don't want to look like idiots but more than we normally do. <laughs> Thank you. Um, how who do you think ends up quarterbacking the Colts and the Seahawks? I think it comes down to breach wherever Deshaun Watson goes because whoever that quarterback was yeah. on that team is going. I think Colts is first dibs, and then I don't even know what the Seahawks. Are, I don't know if the Seahawks are. They don't seem particularly interested. They were in on Deshaun for a while, and it feels like they're no longer. So, well, he rejected them. He said no. Oh, oh, and I think the other thing. So, if Deshaun Watson goes to the Falcons, Atlanta has such a good relationship with Matt Ryan. They're not going to do him wrong. So, if the Colts want him, he's going to go to Indy. And it feels like what's the money situation going to be though? The Colts can't. Well, the Colts have cash. most cap space in the NFL, so they'll be able to squeeze. They'll be able to do whatever they need to to the get Colts. Him. The Colts are praying that the Colts are like, oh my god, please let Deshaun Watson. They don't want to eat the entire contract. Am I right? I don't think they care. I don't think they care. Yeah, I think they they're super Bowl no, windows wait, right wait. now. Hold on. The Colts it's Matt Ryan's contract? They would eat that entire contract as opposed to they just lost Rocky Scene or about to. They have some they, needs. They, they, would, they, they wouldn't give up a bunch of assets at all to get Matt Ryan and they would just take on the whole contract. And the and the Ugh. I mean But then they can't do anything else. And they don't have any they don't have a first round pick. His um I bet they split it. They, they, they haven't split. fixed I need to refresh this and see if they fixed the restructuring situation. Um oh they did. Oh good. Good job by uh by spot track to fix the the restructure setup. All right. So what is it's twenty seven or something after June one, or is that that changed? Okay. So his base salary is now sixteen point two five. So I mean nine point three is the signing bonus has already been paid out. Um, so oh, okay. Yes. Give me those numbers because I'm thinking about. The, I mean, the Colts are going to have to spend because they're not going to they're going to take a cap hit of forty eight. Well, I guess Ugh. yeah, take a four, cap hit of forty eight million. Be a dead Ugh. cap hit for the. Look, Matt Ryan has been to a Super Bowl. He's won an MVP. Behind that Colts offensive line, you add another weapon. Freaking go get Julio Jones. The, the Colts would not take a cap hit of twenty-eight or forty-eight million. Okay, what is it? That's what I'm trying to figure the out. The base salary for Matt Ryan is sixteen point two five. Nine point three million is a signing bonus that the Falcons would have to pay out because that's not the Colts' responsibility. It's, so already, been, it's already been paid out. There's also a seven and a half million dollar roster bonus. Uh, that depending on when that triggers, I'm guessing the, the, the Falcons would want to make, so it'd be at least nine and then $13 million. That is a restructure. So it would be at least 21 mil, million lower than 48 million. So, okay. yeah. so the so highest it would be is 27 million. I'm not sure about the rest of them. Okay. Well, 27 million is doable because the Steelers eight twenty four ish or whatever for a B. So you can do that. That's a lot better than 48 and you can still with all the salary caps, I'm not sure how much more they have left, but it potentially address, other needs, but let me ask you this: the, the, the salary cap stuff is like tricky to begin with. Like I had, a, I was trying to explain some stuff to a buddy. He's like, "This is worse than like IRS tax codes." <laughs> and um, and he, and, but he also pointed out that like, uh, you know, it's like, or like, it, like it's tough to begin with anyway. And that doesn't count when you start trying to figure out cap hits for people who are traded with multi-time restructured contracts. That's why I get all my salary cap information from John Breach, LLC. Let me ask you this, Brinson, since you're trying to talk up. Matt Ryan is being worth whatever he's worth. Is he better than Phil Rivers for the Colts? Because I'm not sure he is. Yes. Uh, I think it's I think it's pretty similar. I mean, I you know me, I'm going to take Rivers, but um, Breach didn't hesitate. I'm taking Matt Ryan any day of the week. Former NFL MVP, been to a Super Bowl. I just heard that. I mean, so what? Phil Cam Rivers is MVP too. He what? went to Super Bowl as well. Who? Cam Newton. Yeah. What? Good, you, good he response. wasn't part of this correlation though. Sound like my ten year old. Yes. Thank you. Matt uh, Ryan uh, still produces though. Cam Newton does not. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out oh, so we can see the, Let's see. Actually, I think you can see Sorry, I'm trying to figure out what the the you could do on on SpotTrack, you can actually execute trades. <laughs> but I'm not sure if you can publish them and have it show up what the roster is. Anyway, I'll see if I can do that and I'll I'll update it just to confirm what the number will be for Matt Ryan on that trade. Ryan, um, I mean, you can say that Matt Ryan was terrible last year, but when his best running back was a wide receiver and his top receiver was Russell Gage, I mean, like, what do you want from the guy? Russell Gage, you just signed a big deal weapons. with the with the Buccaneers? To be their number three receiver. He was Matt Ryan's number one receiver. Because that's why the Falcons stink. Yeah, well, that's why Matt Ryan struggled. He didn't have anybody to throw to except for Kyle Pitts, and he'd chuck it up. I'm if just saying were- that Matt Ryan didn't exactly have uh, an offensive juggernaut around him. Last I didn't hear you saying those kind words about Big Ben last year. He struggled with the similar issues. 
jerk. <laughs> I would take Matt Ryan over Big Ben this year. By the way, if Big get, Ben was playing. Any comment on the fact that Carson Wentz is wearing a Letterman's jacket in his this is glamour shot? The, the, what are the what are the what are the com- Commodores doing sending that out? Didn't where's the Commodores? I love the Commodores. The four tops. Didn't Carson learn anything from JJ Wentz wearing the Letterman jacket? Yeah, JJ Wentz. It doesn't work out for you. JJ Wentz. Are they related? Carson on the brain. Um, all right, Debo's trying to get us to do something. What, what are we doing, Debo? Oh, wait, so who did we pick as the Colts quarterback? I uh, said yeah, whoever. Wilson said whoever, and that yeah. was what I said, so he stole my answer. I'll uh, Hold on. Debo wants to say something about this Carson with the Letterman jacket, it sounds like. No, I was just trying to get you down the show, Brinson. <laughs> I, would, I, thought we were, I didn't think we were done yet. Do we want to touch on Russell? We're, we're going to talk Russell Wilson later or talk? You can talk a little Russ, yeah. Because yeah. um, there's a little beef brewing. Oh, God. We got beef. Let me see if I, I got to find this freaking thing. Um, so the Seahawks, in the middle of Russell Wilson's press conference in in Denver, and, 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 which is standard, they're they're issuing a you know a, a press release with statements on the trade, and they're sending out lots of tweets like "Thanks, Rush, you're great," blah blah blah. Here are the statements from Jody Allen, chairman of the Seattle Seahawks. While Russ made it clear he wanted this change, he made Seattle proud, and we are grateful for his decade of leadership on and off the field. Pete Carroll, this has always been a challenging time of year where we've consistently maintained a competitive approach to getting better as a team. As Jody stated, Russ's desire in doing something different afforded the organization an opportunity to compete in multiple ways. Then he has always been the ultimate competitor. And John Schneider, Russell has been a tremendous player, leader, and member of our organization since the day we drafted him in the third round in 2012. Seems unnecessary. His tireless work ethic has helped him make him one of the most successful quarterbacks in NFL history, and we thank him for his many contributions on the field and in the community when it became evident that Russell was interested in playing elsewhere. So all three statements put the onus on Russell Wilson, that it was all Russ in, um, in wanting to get out of there Russell Wilson was asked about it at his press conference because these statements came out mid-press conference. Before you read the answer, does anyone dispute that? Russell Wilson does. But do you guys think that's all weird to say, given that that's sort of how it was portrayed over the last 12 months? I I feel like what the Seahawks did was kick, kick Russ under the bus a little bit there. But he's driving the bus he just ran over himself with. I mean, it sounds like... The Seahawks are saying, look, everybody saw he wanted out last year. Yeah. Nothing was different to us this year. And Russell Wilson's like playing semantics here where I didn't request anything this year. So, no, I don't agree with them. Anyway, yeah. So tell us what Russ has said, but it better be good because I'm leaning with the side of the management right now. Russ said it was mutual and then apparently attempted to make a joke um, and, and, and said that like um, that he's like, we can tell some stories later or something like that. His exact quote was, I didn't initiate it. It was definitely mutual along the way. There's definitely been a lot of conversations. It hasn't been I initiated anything, but it is what it is. I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. That's all I know. So just explain something to me. Who released the four teams that Russ was willing to be traded to hypothetically last spring? Oh, man. By the way, uh, I finally figured it out. I'm slow with tech. Just get back to that in a second. Just answer my question. Just stay on the Russ thing for a second. Who leaked out the four teams that Russ hypothetically want to be traded to? Uh, Mark Rogers, Russ's agent. Okay, so what are we talking about? What is uh, Russ talking Russ about? Is initiating, Ru- the Seahawks did not want to trade Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson said, I'm not, I don't want to play here anymore. I want you to trade me. Just own it, man. Just be like, yeah, I wanted out of there because they weren't doing what I said. And you would respect that a lot more than some robot saying a bunch of weird stuff. All right, go yeah. ahead with your trade stuff. Matt Ryan, you're good. Uh, thank you for calling me out, Breach, because Matt Ryan's cap it for the Indianapolis Colts, 16.25 million. I mean, that's uh, even a, lower. That's a layup. That's easy. I mean, that's what you want if you're the Colts. Here's yeah. the thing, Breach. You were off by $10 million, and you were still $40 million. No, I said than... it was 27 or lower, but I, I didn't know the exact I was just number. swapping cap hits, which is like an idiot thing to do, obviously. And you know what? If I'm the Falcons, I almost step in to like – or if I'm the Colts, I almost step in to help facilitate the trade between the Texans and the Falcons. Like, you know what? We'll give the Texans one of the first-round picks, well, and the well, Falcons give up two. Well, you give them a second. You're like, hey, look, we'll throw a second in there. You send us Matt Ryan. You put, send Deshaun to – Atlanta. Right. Because that's like, a steal if you're the Colts. Yeah, I think you take Matt Ryan over. You definitely take him over Baker just because of the, the concerns with Baker's shoulder, number one, and then the way he's leaving Cleveland, number two, whether it's fair or not. And Matt Ryan, I mean, the worst thing you say about him is 
I, I don't even know what the worst thing to say about it. He can't run a, a four or five forty, I guess. But yeah, that feels like a great fit. So I, I re, I, I'm changing my answer. Thanks, Wilson. All, All right, right, Team Ryan. Team Ryan. Yeah. So the, the the important takeaway was that Brinson, as you explained to us earlier, Matt Ryan's re, uh, redo hadn't gone through yet, so that made things eminently easier. Yeah. For what's for what's about to happen. Right. And it's yeah, it's $13 million in cap space in, in dead cap money for the Falcons and saves the I would think it saves the um Colts some money. And then for twenty twenty three under the original contract, assuming that doesn't get restructured, Matt Ryan is only a twenty point five million dollar base salary and then a seven half million dollar roster bonus, but that's not due until the league year starts next year. So the Colts could get out of the contract for zero dollars if they don't like what he does in 2022. There you go. All right. Uh, one thing, uh, you know what? Probably should just end the show, huh? <laughs> Let's see if you can do it. Well, I was going to point out the Titans overtime. There it is. He can't do it. Oh, we love <laughs> overtime now. Couldn't do it. I mean, should, let's talk about you the, know what? You can bring it up because I have an overtime proposal that I wanted to bring up. It only takes 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, by the way, make sure and join the Pick 6 podcast bracket contest, cbsports.com slash pick six brackets. Link is in the chat and in the episode description. You can play against me, Wilson, and Breach, and others, friend, friends of the show. A $100 Paramount Plus gift card to the winner. The Titans, the NFL uh, pros rule changes came through, and it's really weird. Like only two of them came from the teams. Usually it's like 12 uh, for the owners' meetings, but multiple teams requested uh, a change to overtime, particularly in the playoffs to give both teams a possession. The Titans actually proposed a separate rule change in which um, the team who possesses the ball first in overtime, and I don't remember if it was playoff or, or both regular and playoff, but either way, it doesn't matter. And the team who possesses the ball first has the option if they score a touchdown to go for two and if they successfully convert the two-point conversion, they win. The game is over. If they don't, the other team gets a possession and then can go down and score a touchdown and kick a field goal to win the game. I think it's I think it's awesome. I love that idea. Now, kick an extra point. Kick an extra point. Yes. I love that the Titans' solution for both teams not getting a possession is for both teams not to get a possession. Well, if you hit the if you if the first team gets the ball first, scores a touchdown and gets a two-point conversion, you're still back at. The original problem yeah, that everyone has an point, issue with. No, at some point, you got to figure that out. Well, I, mean, right, can, I don't disagree, but I just think it's a, like I like the proposal. I'm just saying that the problem, while the reason people are proposing things is because they think both teams should get a possession, and that doesn't fix the right. biggest complaint. But like, I like this proposal, but but I think it, but like the a two point conversion from the two yard line is not you know it's what a 50, 50, 53, 47 proposition like it's. I mean, it's it's asking you I, how many how many NFL coaches right now would definitely go for two in in all those spots. I think, like I, I think Brandon Staley. Staley maybe. <laughs> it also depends on your defense. Like, how good is your defense, and who are you playing on the other side? It just it brings a lot of strategy into it. And, a couple things. Uh, I don't think both teams need possessions in overtime. That doesn't make sense to me. They do better with your possessions in regulation. Number one, number two, because every week we talk about all these teams that waste possessions. Number one, number two. Um, I, it feels slightly unfair if you're the team. Oh, so here's what can happen. So if you score first in overtime, you can just kick an extra point, but that means the other team's going to get the possession. So that in that case, you, you're taking the risk. I thought you had to go for two no matter what, but you don't, right? If you go for two and get it, game right. over. If you go for two and miss, the other team gets the ball. No, no, but if you if you just kick an extra point, then the other team gets the ball also. Right, correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you could. You could kick and then. Right, and then the other team. I gets thought you had to go for two, and then the other team come down and get kick the extra point, no, no, no. And touchdown, and win. So I, mean, I, I get your point, Breach. Like it, you could theoretically, you know, it's like, well, they couldn't like the, our defense couldn't stop the two point conversion either. I mean, no, but, no. Like, Here's well, an idea. Our defense was so tired from the, the whole entire game. Then getting on the field first to start to overtime. How are we supposed to stop Wah. a two pointer? Invest some money. Invest some well, research. No, getting... I, I'm just saying that's what be, the complaint is that both teams don't get that's uh, a terrible complaint. And this complaint Kimo, is so Kimo, 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 stop answering questions about Carson Wentz or in the chat whether the pick six. Uh, you know what though, Brinson? Well, you mentioned me. you mentioned the two point conversion is a fifty percent play. So basically, you have a fifty percent chance of winning or losing. You know what else is a fifty percent play? A coin flip. A 55-yard field goal. <laughs> okay. I think that in overtime, the team that gets the ball first should be able to end the game on a field goal, but only if the field goal is from 55 yards or longer. No. You don't like that? Come on. That favors teams with good field goal kickers. 
then sign a good field goal. The, char- the Chargers team. will never win another game. Well, no, you can still win in overtime with a touchdown or with whatever else. You just have the option. Uh, the the team that gets the ball first can end it on a field goal. You're trying to make field goal only if it's people. from 55 yards or longer. Hard pass. Next proposal. I love uh, that proposal. that's it. Be that's honest. All. That's the best proposal I've ever heard on this podcast. If he punts the ball 80 yards on fourth down, then they get two points. Well, no, because if you have Matt Ariza, then you automatically get the two points every time. You don't want that. Right. You guys are going to make this show run over an hour. I'm not going <laughs> to let that happen with your asinine arguments. Oh, by the way, one more thing. Okay. <laughs> Joe Buck and Troy Aikman announced by ESPN will be We're the not allowed to talk about other network. Broadcasters. We got to go. I don't know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are doing Monday Night Football on ESPN. I mean, t- go back two years and tell somebody that you'd never believe it. Very excited to hear those guys on that call. Very excited to be back with you guys shortly, I'm sure, for Deshaun Watson Emergency Podcast. So make sure to hit subscribe, hit alerts. We will see you guys in four hours. In yeah. Probably in like four hours or so. For Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!